With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Coming up today on the show, my quote I'm pondering this week, what I'm reading now, what I'm watching now, the days of celebration for the next seven days, my thoughts about the Willie Nelson 90th birthday celebration on CBS on Sunday night. We've got the winter solstice coming up. We've got Christmas coming up. And today we're cutting loose on the latest episode of Better Than Before here on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm your host, Coach Tony Richards, and I've got the Yuletide on, and I've got my cheer on, and I've got you on. No, you've got me on. Well, well, yeah, you've got me on. But wow, we are coming close to the end of 2023. And boy, it doesn't seem like in a long sense of the word, or the sense of things, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since this time last year. It seems like, I mean, I had a really busy year. I'm sure you did too, but it doesn't seem like a year has gone by here in the last 12 months. It's amazing. I think as I get older, they're going faster, but man, slow the train down, slow the train down. All right, the quote I've been pondering over the last week or so is by the great and tremendously talented singer, actress, movie producer. She's just about done it all in entertainment. She is the phenomenal Barbara Streisand, and she said, you have got to discover you, what you do, and trust it. And isn't that the truth? The thing about life and what makes it exciting And if you're in a position right now where you think life is not that exciting, let me give you a thought to think about. Every single morning when you wake up and your eyes open into a new day, living here on planet Earth is another day to figure out more things about you. Discovering you is the most wonderful, adventurous, and important thing you can ever do. And in this little quote, she says, you've got to discover you, what you do, and trust it. In other words, the talent you have, the thing that causes life to happen around you, you have some skills and talents that no one else in the world quite has like you. And you've got to figure out what that is, and you've got to trust it. 
if I were to think about the Bible and a scripture from the Bible that reminds me of this, it would be a person's gift makes a way for them, right? So the thing that you're gifted with can make an entire pathway and road and track for you to proceed and run on in life. But you've got to figure that out. You've got to discover you. You've got to discover what that gift, talent, and skill set is. And then you've got to trust it. You've got to work on it. You've got to hone it. You've got to develop it and let it work for you. That's what a lot of people don't get is, your gift and your talent work for you. Yes, you have to manage it. You have to control it. You have to focus it. You have to direct it. But let it do the work. You've got to discover you, what you do, and trust it. Barbara Streisand. I've just been thinking about that over the last week. And, of course, that's what I help my clients do as their coach is I help them all the time discover themselves. And we've got some amazing, in-depth, just crazy accurate algorithms and talent tools that we use with our clients that help with that. But then the daily unfolding of those talents and gifts and that debriefing in the meeting that we have it with each other to talk about what's happened over the last week, what's happened over the last two weeks, What are you trying to accomplish? What are you going to try to do? And just finding out and getting those updates and those observances from those clients over the last seven to 14 days, I'm just so fortunate and I'm so thankful for the role that I play in a lot of top level executive performers. I mean, I work with some stars. I work with some A players. And they are growing by leaps and bounds all the time. All right. What I'm reading now, what am I reading right now? You may be thinking about shopping for the holidays. And, you know, a couple of these are my particular interests. But the one book I'm reading now on development is Hidden Potential, The Science of Achieving Greater Things by Adam Grant. The more I read that book, the more I think that I've been talking about this for 20 years, about how you have to put yourself in situations that are not comfortable, and that's how you can tell that you're growing. Once you get comfortable, once the uncomfortableness, once the psychological and emotional pain goes away, the growing pain, the growth has stagnated, and you have begun to enter into status quo, i.e. declining growth. So you always have to keep yourself challenged and somewhat uncomfortable in order to activate this human mechanism called growth. That's the book I'm devouring, and I'll finish that book up this week, and I'll start another development book here over the next week or so, but Hidden Potential, The Science of Achieving Greater Things. And then a book that I got while I was in Kentucky over Thanksgiving, I ordered it from Amazon, but I got it while I was down there, and I just finished up the Jerry Jeff Walker book, and now I'm starting Armadillo World Headquarters by Eddie Wilson and Jesse Sublett. And the Armadillo World Headquarters was a massive warehouse that was turned into a music venue in Austin, Texas in the 1970s. As a matter of fact, 
Its first show was in 1970. Its last show was in 1980. So for a 10-year period in Austin, the Armadillo World Headquarters was the venue, and I got to go to it before it closed in 1980. But it was the venue in Austin that all the progressive country artists and also a lot of rock performers and jazz performers played in, in Austin. And so this is the book that tells the story of the Armadillo World Headquarters, and I'm so excited to dive into that. And then I'm going to finish up the Tim Hornbaker book on Ric Flair, The Last Great World Champion. I'll finish that up this next week, too, and I'll be replacing it with something else. I've got six or seven books stacked up here on deck, ready and waiting for me to start diving into them. The Adam Grant book will be our leadership book of the month coming up in a podcast in just a little while, a couple of weeks. When I finish up the book and finish up my notes, we will do that on the podcast. What I'm watching right now over the last few days, Killers of the Flower Moon, just an excellent, excellent movie on Amazon Prime. I want to tell you a little bit about that movie as well. I'm also have been watching How to Be a Mob Boss on Netflix, and I've got two more episodes of that to go. And then also on Netflix, I watched Untold, Operation Flagrant Foul, which is the whole story of Tim Donahue, who was the ref who was throwing games for gamblers in the NBA and was caught and went to trial and spent some time in prison. Also with that, I saw a couple of YouTube videos with Rashid Wallace, who played in the NBA during that time. And he had this very contentious relationship with Tim Donahue during games. And Rashid Wallace always claimed that Tim Donahue was a crooked referee and no one would listen to him. People thought he was nutso, thought he was a conspiracy theorist and wouldn't pay any attention. And finally, the feds investigated Donahue and did find out he had mob ties and he was refing and throwing games for the spread for gamblers. And Rashid Wallace was on a boat in the Caribbean with his friends when his wife's grandmother, I think, was keeping their kids. And she called him on his cell phone and told him that there were media all around his house. And I don't believe this is in the Netflix. I think I saw this on the YouTube video, but he said, what's happened? What's going on? And she said, they've caught Tim Donahue. And he said he, he yelled and screamed and let out a big scream from all the pressure he had felt of people saying he was crazy that Donahue was throwing games. So it's a good documentary. There's speculation that Donahue was not the only ref involved, that there still are refs in the games who are doing those same things. And there was even allegations that some of the NBA officials were also involved, but that never came out. Donahue was the lone gunman. Killers of the Flower Moon. I was going to talk about that a little bit more. So Leonardo DiCaprio is in this movie, and it's based on a true story about Osage Indians, and Molly Burkhart is a member of the Osage Nation, and it is a fight 
to survive and save her community back in the 1920s, Oklahoma, because oil was discovered on their land. And like I said, Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. So is Robert De Niro. Pretty cool film. You should see it. Killers of the Flower Moon. And again, I saw that on Amazon. Willie Nelson's 90th birthday celebration. That was on CBS right after 60 Minutes on Sunday night. Did uh, you see that? That concert that they had on television there, that that was more entertaining than any music award show that I've seen. And I haven't watched a lot of them. And the ones that I've watched, I haven't paid a lot of great attention to. I will admit that. But I stuck through the entire Willie Nelson special. It was outstanding, especially if you, you know, have been someone who's followed Willie's career, even if you hadn't. They did mostly Willie songs. They did some things that Willie had covered that were written by others. And they even did a couple of Chris Christopherson songs. Well, one that they showed on CBS that Roseanne Cash did, and Chris came out and made a special appearance. There were a couple of other Christopherson songs that were done. This concert was held back in April over a two-day period, and they taped it. There is a Blu-ray disc, DVD, and a CD soundtrack that has all 53 songs that were done at the Willie Nelson 90th birthday. They did not show all 53 songs on television, I guess is what I'm getting to. Kind of a shame because they really left out some absolutely fantastic. Here are some of the songs that I would have loved to have seen and heard on the special. I have seen and heard them on the DVD and soundtrack, but I wish they could have been included in the television show. Yesterday's Wine by Charlie Crockett was left out. Remember Me by Edie Brickell and Charlie Sexton. Lyle Lovett, who is also a big Texas superstar singer-songwriter, he did Hello Walls, and he also did My Heroes Have Always Been Cowboys. That was not shown on the CBS special. Also, Dwight Yoakam doing Me and Paul was cut from the show. Beck actually did two songs. He did Hands on the Wheel on the CBS show, but he also did Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. So he is a huge fan of the Redheaded Stranger album. Nora Jones, in memory of Willie's sister, Bobby Nelson, played Down Yonder. The Chris Christopherson song that was not shown on the CBS special, Nora Jones and Chris Christopherson did help me make it through the night. Fantastic. Rodney Crowell and Emmylou Harris did It Ain't Over Yet. Warren Haynes, who played guitar, and if you don't know who Warren Haynes is, he was the guitarist on stage with Jamie Johnson, who plays guitar in the Allman Brothers Band, but he did Midnight Rider, which was not shown on the CBS show. Leon Bridges and Gary Clark Jr. did Nightlife. Jack Johnson did Willie Got Me Stoned. Tyler Childers and the Food Stamps did Time of the Preacher. Here's one that was left off that I thought they should have found a way to get this in. Lucas Nelson, of course, is Willie Nelson's son, and Shooter Jennings, Waylon Jennings' son, they did a duet of Good-Hearted Woman. 
that should have been included in the CBS show, but just a fantastic version. Ziggy Marley did Still is Still Moving to Me. Tom Jones did Opportunity to Cry. The Avet Brothers were on the concert, but were not shown on the CBS version. They did Pick Up the Tempo and Heaven and Hell. Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead did Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. That was not included. The Lumineers did Pretty Paper, Willie's famous Christmas song. Nathaniel Ratliff did City of New Orleans and A Song for You. Now, those are both covers that Willie did. City of New Orleans was Arlo Guthrie, and A Song for You was written by Leon Russell, but both great songs and made famous by Willie. We saw Always on My Mind. We saw Mamas Don't Let Your Babies. We saw Georgia on My Mind. Willie Nelson and Booker T. Jones did Stardust in a duet, which was not on the show. Will You Remember Mine, Willie Nelson and Lily Miola. Something You Get Through, Willie and Buddy Cannon. Willie Nelson and Billy Strings did California Sober. Willie Nelson, Neil Young did Are There Any More Real Cowboys? And I think that's all the songs that were left out of the CBS special. If you had never seen him before, I've been following his career since he got started, but Lucas Nelson stole the show with his version of Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground. I thought Lucas was the best performer on the stage all night doing that one song that Willie wrote for Honeysuckle Rose, the movie. I thought that was the best performance of the night. In the middle of all these legends that were on the stage, I thought Lucas knocked it out of the park. Willie Nelson's 90th birthday celebration live at the Hollywood Bowl. I hope you caught it on CBS on Sunday night. I thought it was great from start to finish, and what they were able to show in a couple of hours was fantastic. All right, celebrating this week on December 19th, it's National Oatmeal Muffin Day. It's also National Hard Candy Day. On December 20th, it's Go Caroling Day and National Sangria Day. So if you like sangria wine, get you some on uh, the 20th. On December 21st, it's National Maine Day. It's National Flashlight Day. It's also National French Fried Shrimp Day. And it's also Winter Solstice Day, which is the first day of winter. That's coming up on the 21st on Thursday. And we're going to come back on the Winter Solstice and talk about that a little bit more. On the 22nd, it's National Date Nut Bread Day. It's Forefathers Day. And on the 23rd, it's National Roots Day. It's also Festivus for the rest of us. So let's have the airing of the grievances before Christmas Eve gets here on the 24th. So Christmas Eve on the 24th, it's also National Eggnog Day. And on December 25th, on Monday, we got Christmas Day, and it also is National Pumpkin Pie Day on December 25th. So winter solstice, does anybody in class here know what winter solstice is? It's also called the hibernal solstice. It occurs when either of Earth's poles reaches maximum tilt away from the sun. And this appears to make the sun stand still. It happens twice a year, once in the northern hemisphere and once in the southern hemisphere. 
And for that particular hemisphere, when it happens, the winter solstice is the day with the shortest period of daylight and the longest night of the year. And it's when the sun is at its lowest daily maximum elevation in the sky. And either pole experiences continuous darkness or twilight. And the opposite event is the summer solstice. So the winter solstice on Thursday will occur during the hemisphere's winter. In the northern hemisphere, this is the December solstice. It's coming up here on Thursday. In the southern hemisphere, it's the June one. June 21st. Although the winter solstice itself lasts only a moment, the term also refers to the day on which it occurs. The term midwinter is also used with the winter solstice term, although it carries other meanings as well. Traditionally, in many temperate regions, the winter solstice is seen as the middle of winter, although today in our country, it is the beginning or first day of winter. Other names are extreme of winter or the shortest day. So that's coming up on Thursday where, wow, it is the shortest day of the year for daylight and the longest night of the year, winter solstice. And so we'll have that Thursday on the 21st. Just quickly and shortly, the best Christmas memory that I can remember happened On Christmas 1969, I was six years old, and my dad had an old blue 64 Chevrolet pickup truck, and we got in that truck when I was six. My dad would have been 25. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. My dad would have been 25, and we went, and it was snowing, and it was about around today, about four or five days before Christmas, and we went to cut down our Christmas tree. In the cold, wind-blowing, snowy weather, so with the wind blowing and the snow coming down, my dad cut down our Christmas tree, and we put it in the back of that Chevy truck and tied it down and took it home, and we decorated it in the living room of our little house. Hard to believe he's been gone a year. All right. What 10 gifts can you give yourself this Christmas, according to Master Coach Tony? Well, Christmas time's almost here. And as always, there'll be a lot of cheer and a lot of gift giving all around. It's more of a blessing to give than receive. But what can you do for yourself? How can you give yourself a good Christmas that would be a total blessing? You know, when we get better, everything gets better. I tell you that as we close this program every week. Our businesses get better when we get better. Our families get better when we get better. Our communities get better when we get better. The organizations we serve get better when we get better. The key to helping others is to help yourself first. Your kids deserve the best version of you. Your friends deserve the best version of you. Every relationship you have deserves the best version of you. Your companies deserve the best version of you. Your customers deserve the best version of you. The people you lead and the people that report to you deserves the best version of you. This puts you in a much better position to help and make everything around you get better. You won't be much assistance if all your personal resources are used up and depleted, and you're not 
doing the best version of you. It makes you a better model for those who need a better model to follow, right? So what would be the 10 best gifts you could give yourself this Christmas to increase your personal capacity? Number one, give yourself the belief that you can. Get rid of you can't and substitute you can. In 2024, let that be the year of you can and put some belief behind it. Whatever your challenges are, whatever adversity you're facing, the most important thing you can do is to keep believing in yourself and believing that you can. Can what? That you can win. Whatever the prize is, whatever the day is, whatever the week is, whatever the conversation is, what's the best way to win? First of all, that you can. Believe you can. Believe you can be promoted. That you can achieve the goal or the dream. When your belief system becomes negative or contaminated with believing you can't, the whole ballgame's over. Believe you can lose the weight. Believe you can quit smoking. Believe you can beat the cancer. You have to maintain the ability to believe you can. That's the work of leadership. Give this gift to yourself this year. Some of you already believe you can. You need to keep that going, and some of you need to revitalize the belief that you can. Number two, don't be seduced by results. The minute you start to think about the past results you've achieved, that's when you stop thinking about producing results for the future. There's nothing wrong with celebrating the great year you may have had, but it's in the books and there's another year starting in a few weeks. So take time, reflect, enjoy, and head for the next Don't get away from executing the best of your ability in each step of your process, because if you do, your skills will diminish and you'll not accomplish what you could have accomplished. Don't waste a day. Don't waste a month. Don't waste 2024. Get in the habit of thinking next. Execute with perfection and think next. Celebrate the result, but get into the habit of going, okay, that's over. Next. Work your process the best you can every time you possibly can. Gift number three, stop sulking. The second worst thing that you can possibly do besides stopping believing you can is when you start thinking sulk. When things aren't going right, somehow sulking's going to help you. It's not going to help you. If you're sulking and not executing the steps in your plan, you're losing focus and you lose opportunities to turn things around faster. You're not the first person to face some setbacks and adversity, and you won't be the last. You will always find someone who has it worse than you and less opportunity. So the faster you can stop sulking, the faster you get where you know you really ought to be. Gift number four, win with patience. Give yourself some additional patience this holiday season. Knowledge is the biggest modifier of a behavior. So if you know you need to exercise more patience, then get about doing it. Every time you feel yourself starting to get aggressive or too assertive, stop, breathe, think, be more conservative in your behavior. The moment you get impatient, bad things start happening. Give yourself the gift of having more good things happen by being more patient. A little at a time. Gift number five, ignore bad advice. Give yourself the gift of discernment this season for the 2024 year. 
How much bad advice do you really need? I don't need one bit. I don't know about you. You don't have to tell them off. You don't have to get mad. If it's really bad advice, just say thank you and ignore it. I can't make it any more simpler than that. Gift number six, embrace your authentic self. Have you worked with or known people who were trying too hard? They had this picture of what a leader should be, and they were trying to do that rather than simply trying to be authentic and be the best they could be. Some people try to be General Patton, so they feel like they have to adapt that kind of persona or some such thing, and it just turns out terrible. The best thing you can do is be the best authentic version of yourself that you can be. Books can be a trap because leaders try to emulate books' advice rather than assimilating a few of the book's principles into their own authenticity. That works a whole lot better. Gift number seven, have a process. Are you addicted to change? Are you never getting to where you want to be because you have to break it, mess it up, start over? Because you had another creative idea. You got a process to keep you on track or you just fly by the seat of your pants. You know the difference. I don't have to go into details here. Give yourself the gift of developing processes for yourself to keep yourself focused on your priorities and give yourself at least a chance to keep part of what you produced for the future. If you don't, all the things that you gain will slip through the cracks. Your bucket's got a hole in it, and you're going to get down at the end of your life, and your bucket's going to be empty. Give yourself a process so you can stay in a place to give yourself a chance to keep part of what you've produced for the future so you get there and your bucket has some good things in it for the rest of your life. Gift number eight, find peace. The Christmas and New Year holiday time can get hectic. It can get crazy. Some people get totally caught up in it because they're caught up in everything that comes along in their emotions, and they get a big adrenaline rush, and they like feeling the craziness. Those constant emotional rushes are not good for your long-term health and can cause some real damage. It can also mess up some really good relationships. So take time to relax. Take time to reflect. This is a busy holiday time. What things did you accomplish this year that you were really proud of? Count your blessings. Work on your gratitude list in your journal. Who really influenced you this year? What interaction did you have with them that meant something to you that you appreciate? What things do you have to be thankful for? Stepping back and stopping to reflect on these things can bring you some inner peace and give your body and mind a little break before the hustle and bustle of the new year starts. Gift number nine, tell those you love that you love them. And please, be authentic. Take the time to slow down and share an authentic, caring moment with those you really treasure. I promise it will give them joy and it will remove any regrets you may experience down the road. There are people on your mind right now as you're listening to this podcast you know who you need to talk to. Just talk to them. And if you need to apologize, apologize. If you need to forgive, forgive. If you need to forget, forget. Give yourself a break. It'll be really, really good. Gift number 10. Find someone else who believes you can. So we've come full circle. Number one was for you to believe you can. Number 10 is to find someone who also believes you can. 
not only do you believe you can, but you need to find at least one person more if possible. I mean, if you can find more, that's great that believe you can. The greatest thing I've always had going for me is that I believe in other people's talents and gifts. Has it hurt at times? Yes, but I wouldn't trade that for anything. You may never have considered the fact that every leader needs someone who believes in them. Forget all that lone wolf on the prairie stuff. That's not true leadership. Having confidence in yourself is important, but it helps to have someone who believes in you too. Whether it's a spouse, a friend, a relationship, a boss, a teacher, a coach, whatever. But find that person that believes in you, nourish that relationship, and treasure it. Merry Christmas to you and all your family. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 ClearVisionDevelopment.com is our website. You can find all the episodes, six years worth of Better Than Before there. Over 20 years of my writing is on there too, and it's all searchable. Got a search box, just put in a keyword, and all my writing on that subject will come up. Special thanks and happy holidays as always to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again, coming up next week, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you, that everything gets better when you get better and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.